Je m'appelle Gosha. Je viens de Varsovie, mais j'habite à Londres. Je parle français. Vous écoutez le Fluent Show. Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello Fluent Show listeners, hello language learners. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's a website on the internet where you can find tips and courses and useful guides to help you learn another language. And we are here on this podcast to talk about anything and everything interesting from this super exciting world of learning another language. Today, I had a conversation with a colleague of my husband's who is from Ghana and his wife who is from Rwanda and not only did I learn more about Tui which I hadn't really known a lot about before but I also learned about Ga and about the Shai dialect and also about Kiniwanda I hope I said that right and those are a few African languages most of which I hadn't heard about so I wonder if you knew about these if not Maybe this was interesting to you as well. Get to the Googles after you've listened to The Fluent Show. Before I kick off, as always, let's give a shout out to The Fluent Show's sponsor, which is Yabla. And, you know, I used to read this big script about Yabla and tell you all about them. <laughs> and now, because they've been a sponsor with The Fluent Show for so long and I've used them for so long, I'm getting really comfortable just telling you Yabla is great. If you want to learn a language, you want to watch videos that are in that target language, but where you know you can 100% trust the subtitles. And you get to do this thing where you one click off the button, the whole thing slows down. The pitch doesn't change, but it all slows down. It's really, really f great way of rearranging the whole video for you. Every sentence is loopable. So every line of subtitle, you can go through it as many times as you need. And you're going to find endless amounts of interesting videos. I have been watching... Chinese vloggers recently. I have been watching more of Aiqing Gongyu, which is iPartment in English. That's super entertaining. And I sort of popped into the Spanish side and watched a few videos that gave me the wanderlust and made me really, really want to move to Ibiza or at least visit. So if you are a learner of Italian, English, German, French, Spanish or Chinese, then do check out Yabla. And if you're a teacher and you want to use this with your students or in your groups, definitely, definitely have a look. It's a fantastic tool to keep students engaged and mix reading with listening, get them talking about it, building a little bit of vocab. It's sort of like every video is a little lesson in itself. You can try Yabla for free at yabla.com slash fluent show. Please use that link and it tells them that I sent you and that sponsoring the fluent show is a worthwhile undertaking. <laughs> I also want to give a big shout out as always to the Patreon supporters of the fluent show. You are there team Patreon. You're making things possible. Thank you so much fluent fam. 
Okay, let's talk about today's question. It's a solo episode, so you're, you've got me here telling you about a really interesting topic. It is a teacher chat question. So this question is one for the online teaching community. But as always, as I went through this and I did my research and made my notes, I felt like this is a really good one for learners and for teachers. If you are ever interested in reading the notes that I make in order to prepare this show, if you are in any way um, you need it for accessibility, if perhaps you know the, you you want the notes for a particular show, then please just email me hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. If you automatically want to get the extended show notes, which are my notes for every single one of these shows, just in your inbox, then why not become a patron over at patreon.com slash fluent show. That's where I share them and a little bit of extra audio, a little bit of bonuses with the Patreon community for our show. And you can become a patron from any amount, really. The first tier is at $2 a month. So that's not a lot of money, but it makes a huge difference to the fluent show. Today's question comes from Lee Morrow. Hi, Lee. Long-time listener. And he says, after working at Italki as a community tutor, I want to branch out and become a professional tutor. My lessons are extremely structured and informative, although I am not a professional teacher. So I was wondering whether I should move to a professional tutor status. I think typically professional teachers are seen to be more prepared and knowledgeable. I'm not sure, to be honest. I just know that I love online education. And Lee was asking me for my advice and asking what I think, you know, what, what I think of the italki community tutor versus professional tutor status. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about this, um, how italki goes about this. And if you've never heard of italki, it is a very, very popular platform where you can find thousands of online tutors for a huge range of languages very interesting company and i i have myself been a teacher on italki when i first started out back in 2012 ooh, ages ago and i am also a learner on italki and i take all my chinese lessons at the moment with tutors who are found on italki and the booking system italki provides is also how I book my lessons with my Welsh tutor. So it is a very, very popular tool. And if you are learning a language by yourself, I would highly recommend check it out if you don't have a tutor already. Now, first of all, Lee, it does sound, and I really want to emphasize this, it does sound like you're doing great work. And I want to tell you congratulations on taking the plunge, starting to teach. I remember how nervous I was in my first lesson during my first lesson and I know how nerve-wracking it can be to start off as an online tutor and if you're somebody who has you know has the love for online education has benefited from edu online education in the past and you're starting to share what you know with other people you're doing something really special so kudos to you and round of applause for Lee don't have the sound effect so I'm just going to clap my hands because this is really fantastic for all the online teachers out there big up now let's start with what a professional tutor should be or what to me a professional tutor is. And that is professional, not specifically what Italki says. I'll get to what Italki means when it says professional tutor. But I wanted to first talk about what, a tu what makes a tutor, in my opinion, a professional for you to work with as a learner. So if you're an online tutor, here is what I think students should expect from you. 
And you should provide to a student as a professional, as somebody who is legit and who is seriously reliable as a person who knows what they're doing. Number one, turn up on time. Number two, use the correct equipment. And that means your webcam, you should be should be good, you should be visible. That means you should sound good. That means you should have fast internet. And that means if you want to use, if you want to share your screen, if you want to use a particular resource for students, if you want to send them a PDF, have it ready and make sure that they get it. So turn up on time, use the right equipment. Number three, a professional tutor knows their stuff. Whether that means you are fluent or not or C2 or whatever I'll get to that in a minute but what it means is you really know your stuff and in my mind that means you also know that teaching a language is different from just knowing a language and speaking a language so you should be you should be an expert in your field and confident about passing that on Number four, you should focus on the goal to be accomplished. And that goal is not you got paid and you, you're here now, you have to pass the time. The goal is actually the students. So a professional tutor, in my mind, focuses on the needs of the learner in order to make sure that the learner gets what's, what, what is really important to provide to them. Now, next point is that a professional... And this is important for for anyone who, whether they're on italki or anywhere else, if you want to teach as a professional, you should correctly represent your skill level. And that means don't big it up to make yourself the world's greatest expert and everybody has to follow you. Don't use manipulative descriptions such as talking about how you've got the way to do it or your your strategies are guaranteed to get your students results or anything like that be honest correctly represent your own skill level as a teacher and if you're relatively new to this gig and you have little experience talk about that and just say i'm ready i'm willing to learn come on let's do this together it's not always a reason to not choose you you should present yourself with confidence but honestly to me integrity is a huge 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 value in everything i do and for you as an an online tutor someone who people don't meet in person before they invest in working with you i think it's very important to correctly represent who you are and to really stand up and be as much yourself as you possibly can be and then finally a good tutor a professional tutor treats you as the student with respect so as a tutor, you treat the student with respect, but also treat yourself with respect, with respect, <laughs> with respect, yeah, <laughs> with respect. And that means not necessarily scheduling, say, seven lessons back to back. Because by the end of that, you're exhausted. In the middle of that, you're rushing. At the start of that, you might be dreading it. You might not have your energy right. You want to show up to every class as good as you possibly can be, and you want to give it the positivity, the encouragement that you need and you deserve. And at the same time, when something doesn't work, I think it's important for you as a tutor, as much as for the student, to not blame, to not only see the negatives, to really find the positives, approach every lesson. I'm going to say a word, G word, gratitude, right? Approach every lesson with gratitude, but also 
treat yourself respectfully in how you price, in how you schedule and in how you really run this as a business, in how you do your terms and conditions. To to all of those students out there who have cancelled a class with 10 minutes to go and expected not to pay for it, that is not okay. To all of the teachers out there who might have done a particular thing, who might have forgotten the class and then not apologized for it, it's it's happened to me. I've forgotten what day it was and then suddenly forgotten a student. You must then treat the student respectfully and as a student it's the same thing so this agreement that you have this partnership that you have it's really important let me let me say those points again a professional tutor turns up on time uses the right equipment really knows their stuff focuses on the goal to be accomplished correctly represents their own skill level and treats you as a student and themselves as the tutor with respect now, let's talk a little bit more about the technical requirements and the equipment point. I want to just point out to you that italki has an absolutely excellent support article that is well worth visiting. Even if you don't teach on italki, if you teach online and you're not sure about the, the gear and the internet connection, etc., they have got an article called How Do I Become an italki Teacher? And it's very thorough about the technical requirements. So that is a good one for you to check out. If you're completely brand new to online teaching, I've also got an online course that I've popped in the show notes. It's called Live Lesson Strategies, where I talk you through the materials to use, the terms and conditions, the best way to set good expectations. So this is a good one for for starting off. And it's on Udemy, so it's very accessibly priced. Now let's talk about what you need, not the tech, in order to teach. In order to teach a language. Now, according to italki, anyone who has got C2, and I will link the Levels podcast if you don't know what C2 is, it's on the Common European Framework of Reference. So anyone who has C2, which is a basically advanced level and it's not the same as native, but it's it's a very comfortable level, can teach a language. Native speakers are always qualified to teach a language. That's the italki point they do ask you for teaching qualifications if you want to be a professional tutor but as a community tutor you got to be a native speaker or a c2 if you evidence that you are qualified to teach is this true is this accurate is this is this right i would say this is sort of kind of true but let's also talk through the importance of teaching skills which really really do add value it is important to know how to teach and teaching will teach you how to teach <laughs> that was a, a bit of a tongue twister but leave for, for what you're saying you know if you've been community tutoring on italki you're already beginning to get a sense of how lessons run so every lesson that you teach you become a better teacher automatically okay so from episode 156 of this podcast again you find that in the show notes teachers do need language competence i was discussing it with Lindsay in in quite a bit of detail so this is a good one um, as a partner episode to this so teachers do need that language competence, of course, C2 or native. But there's even more. There's even more. You need pedagogical skills. And this is about managing your classes, preparing for a class, assessing where the student is at, getting a sense of what their needs are, knowing how to address those needs. So you listen to somebody speak German, they keep making the same mistake. I, as a teacher, should know why you keep making this mistake and how I start explaining to you and demonstrating to you 
what is the correct way of doing it. And I need to also as a teacher then know which way of explaining it to you is kind of pointless, frustrating and doesn't really explain it to you properly. And that is something that you learn over time or through qualifications. And then secondly, there is language awareness, which is knowing, for example, which grammar point to actually teach in order to address the student's problem. It's knowing, it's, it's hearing where errors are coming from. And that is something, again, that experience can teach you very, very well, but also qualifications can. Now, let me talk about this language level for a second, this C2 or native thing. I believe that sometimes a good explanation or just support from a B2 intermediate language learner will be all you need if you're at the lower level. And in fact, their explanation can be ever more useful because they are talking from a learner to a learner. They've mastered this problem, they've overcome this problem, and they can kind of show you how in a way that a native speaker might not be able to because they've never encountered the problem. It is often said that teachers only need to be two steps ahead of you. So I don't believe that it needs to be that we don't need that glossy like C2 cred that people aim for. But here is where I do see the difference. And here is why I think it's good. It's good as a general rule to ask for that and look for that. And that is because the difference I see is that when you have a very high language level, you bring a different type of confidence to the lesson. When I used to teach French, I was I was perfectly qualified to teach a beginner. I was sort of C1 level French. I've got, you know, I did French at university. Um, I've, I've worked in the French language. But even though I was teaching it and I knew I was qualified and I was I was explaining well, inside, I don't think I really felt 100% confident. There was just a level of ownership with French that I didn't have, that I do have with English, that I do have with German. So my advice, if you're an online teacher and you want to get started or you want to, you know, go professional, is teach what you know really well and what you feel super confident in. If you're in doubt and you're not quite sure, do I know this well enough, then just go for it. Just go for it. Don't, obviously don't charge premium super advanced rates but even so if that's what you want to do just go for it try get to know your own confidence level get to know your own comfort level make sure you serve the student and respect the student and you will be fine just represent your knowledge in a way that is fair and honest and you are going to be fine now what about this community versus professional tutor distinction italki is a great great platform it hosts connections between thousands of learners and teachers. What they don't do, but they don't have capacity for, which is entirely understandable, is for interviewing and test driving and observing every single teacher that they that they are that they list on their platform. It's not about that, you know, they're, they're not the school, they are the platform, they're not the training institute. And this is why this community professional distinction is really useful for italki and for being on italki. They ask for certificates because generally speaking, the certificates that italki asks for give you an indication of what a teacher might be like. And in order to teach on italki, 
Atoki asks for teaching experience and evidence of that for a teaching qualification. They also will ask for, you know, advanced linguistic kind of degrees and linguistic certificates if you have them for you to provide them. But they do really want to see that you, you know about teaching. Teaching qualifications aren't always focused on one-to-one. -one. one of my big criticisms of something like a TEFL certificate and then you go off to teach one-to-one -one is that TEF, those kind of things often teach you how to herd a group very well as well. And there is the language awareness in there as well. They do give you that pedagogical skill as well of, of kind of knowing and learning how to organize a lesson, how to put it all together. Now, I will again link the italki help article where they list the specific certificates that they want if you're interested. And it does show, Lee, in case you were worrying, you don't have to be a school teacher exactly. You just have to be somebody who has either a teaching qualification or experience. My personal experience with teaching on italki is that I was listed as a professional tutor when I was getting students on there in 2012 and I signed up with my MA certificate and that's an MA in translation studies. I'm not sure that that would still pass because it wasn't a teaching qualification and I don't remember submitting anything specific to teaching. I did consider when I first started doing something like a TEFL, but I felt so solid on, on my language awareness side and I felt confident tutoring one-to-one -one that I decided to just go for it. And I remember that in my first lessons, I even pointed this out to my students. I just said to them, look, I haven't got a teaching certificate. I am here. These are my qualifications. Are you cool with this? And that way we were starting on an even level and they all said, okay. Now, on the other hand, I know tutors who have taken those teaching qualifications because they wanted to build their confidence. They spent a thousand pound, perhaps even more, thousands of pounds on a teaching qualification. And then after they still didn't have the confidence because they were, they were scared of putting themselves out there. So you can't, you can't buy that bit. You can't buy the trust that you are able to lead the student through a lesson if that's what they need. Now, is a professional tutor always the better choice for a student? No. Community tutors have their place and there's a really great purpose to them and there's a good reason why they are available and why community tutors and it is a very low barrier to tutoring on italki's platform. A slightly different approach and different levels of experience could be right for one person and not another person. And if you've ever recommended a tutor that you love to somebody else, you might have noticed that maybe they reacted in a way that you didn't expect. I know I've referred students to the same tutor and I've had one student just absolutely adore her, send me love letters to, to her and say like what, how fantastic this person is and then another being disappointed. It's it's not just about, is this the best teacher in the world? Because teaching is about human connection and it's about making a good human connection. Now, if, you're, um, if you want to know the difference, how I see community versus professional on italki, I'm a fairly experienced, I would say, italki student. And the distinction that I would expect from a lesson is like this. With a community tutor, I expect conversational relaxed, friendly, and almost like working with a volunteer. Community classes tend to be lower priced. So it's not somebody who's been trained on the specific learning outcomes that I might want to achieve. And some of them are amazing and really throw me, but 
they might not be around as long because on the whole, it it seems to me that community tutors, they're not the ones who know they're going to be doing this for the next five years. Now, your mileage may vary. It very much depends on which language you are learning because it very much depends on the community of teachers of a specific language. For a professional tutor, I would usually expect them to kind of provide something fairly structures for their, structured for them to be willing to lead the lesson. Whereas with a community tutor, I tend to lead more and come and say, this is what I want, help me practice. And for a professional tutor, they might be more aware from listening to you of what you need at your level. They might be more aware of what comes next. And they've got more of that ability on the whole to explain and possibly because of their experience they might have more patience because they might have they might have more experience seeing how important it is to give a student space in a conversational lesson in a one-to-one -one lesson so those are kind of the guidelines but again your mileage may absolutely vary you might find a community tutor and absolutely strike gold and you you don't have to go through italki. I really want to say this as well. Like I'm not the BBC. I could just talk about italki. Um, I have an affiliate link, whatever. But honestly, other tutors are available. And I strongly, strongly believe in independent tutoring. And this is what I'm coming for with from with my last point. So that was a lot of information. And Lee, let me let me finish by summing up the advice I have for you. Point number one, think about why you are interested in being a professional tutor. You know, write down your reasons. Why do you want to be a professional tutor? And if it's because you want to make this your full-time gig, please keep listening. Number two, don't feel inferior if you lack a formal qualification. You are not inferior as a human or whatever. But do research what that formal qualification provides for you that you can provide then to the student. Research the content, weigh up whether it's worth doing it, and then develop your skills. And as a teacher, you should always be developing your skills. And finally, believe in yourself and your strengths and in the opportunity to make this your job. If you do want to make this a full-time gig, it is 100% possible. If you're looking at becoming a professional italki tutor, you're probably thinking about raising your rates as well, which I want to encourage you to think through because this makes a lot of sense. I sometimes hear something from language learners when they say italki is really expensive and very often I want to remind you if, if you're somebody who thinks about that I want to remind you that you're actually working with a human and it's not italki who set the price on the whole it is the human who sets the price and I have heard from way more tutors who are struggling because they feel they are not competitive on italki where they're in this big platform where they kind of look similar to everybody else and they haven't figured out how to stand out yet and they are working really for a pittance. So just be aware, it's not Italki who set the price, it is your tutors and if you can confidently say my tutor is too expensive, then it's about your tutoring session not providing the value that you want out of it. There's something else that needs to be addressed. Sorry, that's just my personal soapbox there. So... This makes a lot of sense, thinking about raising your prices and going professional and taking on more students also puts more demands on you. So I want to list you a few things that you need to price for. When you are setting your rates, think about your living cost, your living, the living cost of your family and perhaps your pet, your commute, if you go to an office where you know the equipment is right, 
any co-working spaces if you need to get out of the house, uh, COVID permitting, of course. <laughs> Generally, your equipment, software that you invest in, training that you take, your leisure, because burnout isn't funny, burnout isn't productive, your taxes that you're going to have to pay, hopefully, I know for many years with the fluent business, it was my goal to make enough money to pay tax. And trust me, that's not enough to live on if I'm the only earner in the household. And finally, the future costs. So if you're going full time, dare I say it, I mean, Lee, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but if you get to some kind of age where you've been doing this for two or three years and you're starting to feel like yeah this is really this is a gig you know this this works this is my my business uh then start thinking about a pension it is one of the most tedious things <laughs> personally i think but it's also part in there so i'm listing all these things because i want you to be aware that going full-time say if you were living in britain and you've got one pet uh going full-time on three pound an hour is not realistic. Uh, when the time is right, I would encourage you as well to think beyond one-to-one. -one. And in the show notes, I am linking a slideshow that I recently pr get provided at the Teach and Thrive Summit. So have a look through all the slides because they give you a lot of inspiration and further information about pricing and going beyond one-to-one. -one. And I want to, to think about that because This is where it gets really cool. You start to thinking about you start to think about what else can I provide with students that that is really affordable that serves them well. You start to think about fun alternatives. So, for example, my my program Thirty Days to Fluent is is a really fun combination of live coaching and this voicemail coaching through Telegram, and I sell it as a package. I get students booked on as a package, and that way I'm serving them for the whole month. It's super cool. But doing this might require a step out from a big tutoring platform like Itoki. So you can do it at your own pace. And this is what makes sense. And it, it's kind of where business and thinking about this whole entrepreneurship kind of thing becomes a lot of fun. So Lee, I would welcome you to take this challenge if you're feeling ready for it. Click through to the slideshow, have a read through the Beyond One to One. And finally, just to sum up, teaching a language as an online full-time gig is a fantastic thing to do. Maybe I've thought a little bit further ahead, maybe I got excited for you. But either way, if you just want to switch to professional for perhaps adding a bit to your rates and you're not entirely sure, or whether you want to take your teaching business sort of to the next level, I hope you have the best time with it. I believe in you and I know you can do it. I'm excited for you. Listeners, if you are interested in becoming an online teacher yourself or you want to find out more, do help yourself to the links in the show notes and they are at fluent.show slash 189. This is episode 189. So fluent.show slash 189. That is where you can find all of the links that I gave you come and join me as well in the fluent language learners facebook group which is open to you there's only one joining question so please answer the question the, the answer to the question is the fluent show 
and then agree to the rules and we're going to let you in. I keep having to decline people and I don't like it, so please answer the question. And that is again linked in the show and uh, it's a really lively discussion. We've got a check-in Saturday, every Saturday, loads of motivated language learners reporting what they've been up to. We discuss the podcast episodes and so much more. So come and join us in Fluent Language Learners and do check out the show notes. You can also meet me on Twitter. I am at Fluent Language and you can find me on Instagram. I am K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore Fluent. That is it from me. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show and you'll hear from me next week. Ciao.